The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob and Chez Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends than by picking up Bubble Genius's own tiny orange hand soap set Give yourself a hand or take two They're small, tiny in fact Teeny tiny. They're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. I mean, I'm Dirk Diggler. Brock Landers is a character that I'm playing. He's a law enforcement type of guy who is hired by people to stop these bad individuals. You know, I mean, how do you stop bad individuals? By saying, please, you know, stop drug smuggling and, you know, extorting and jewelry sales and stuff like that. What are you supposed to do? You know, it's like in law enforcement, the one thing I learned when studying and preparing for this character was you have to deal with people in the way they're dealing with you. Criminals are violent. I'm dealing with murderers. You know, these women are obviously beautiful, but that is like a cover-up. That's like their costume. These people are wicked, bad people, you know, and myself and Chest are every day putting our lives on the line to fight for justice, you know. Chest is always fighting for vengeance, for people who can't stand up and can't protect themselves. And I think it's important. I'll tell you what, if I was looking for a best friend in life, I would want Chest Rockwell. You know what I mean? Because he, that guy, he'll take a bullet, he'll take a nunchuck, stand in the way of a karate blow, karate. Dirk would kill me for that. Um, can, we can cut, change that. He, uh, he'd stand in the way of a karate blow. Um... Basically, he backs up Brock in any situation, and he's a master of the nunchuck. And I can't actually do this yet. I've been, I've been working with the sensei. You can block a bullet with a nunchuck. And I have seen film of guys doing it. I'm not able to do it at this time. But if you bring that thing quick enough, you can't block the bullet. You can deflect the bullet. You can send the bullet in another direction. The best music on the best station. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Jitties. <laughs> what the f*** was that? Jitties. That's <laughs> Trump. Saying titties? Trump, Trump said Jitties. Today. He did. He did. Have that clip in just a second. Wow. It is uh, Tuesday, August 9, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by... Jitties. Wow. Presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm Bob, you that's... You have to just uh, edit all of, our, all of our drops together so it's... Titties America! <laughs> that's right. Titties America! <laughs> there you go. All right. We're brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Get free legal advice at thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and Jeff. Can you, can you do titties? I'm making a request here. Can okay. you do titties America Obama? 
<laughs> okay, hang on. Let me see what it's okay. Alright. Jitties! America! Obama! Alright. Yeah, obviously it's gonna be one of those shows. Um yeah, Donald Donald Trump said Jitties. today. He meant to say he meant to say cities, but it, it came out oh. Jitties. There's, you know, there's really something to be said for the fact that I just figured he actually said titties. No, you know what? That would be great. But he meant to say cities and he said, he said. Titties. I'm sorry. You know, I don't even know if I need to bleep that. Is that something I need to no, bleep? I don't think no, no, so. I'm not going to bleep it. I mean, Trump said it. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just playing what Trump said. Titties. I figure, I figure if it can be said on, on the radio, we can get away with it. Titties you can get away with. You can get away with. Too, but that's your choice. But you want yeah, that that one is one I usually bleep. But uh, but you know, I mean, I guess alert the kids to jitties. Uh, <laughs> leave the room because because we got to talk about Donald Trump saying jitties today <laughs> or yesterday, I should say. It was on Monday that he said it. He was to, he was delivering his his economic address, which was supposed to be this serious economic policy speech. That was supposed to be like one of the many things that Trump is doing to reboot his campaign. And then right in the middle of it, Twitter explodes because Donald Trump, instead of saying cities, he says, Jitties. here's the here's the rest of the clip. This is just a, this is a small piece of his economic address from Monday. And by the way, into cities like right here in Detroit. <laughs> That's not edited. That's exactly what he said. And by the way into cities like right here in Detroit. And uh, yeah, that's supposed to be Trump's big uh, reboot speech today. So but that's impossible. That's an, that's an edit. It has to be. It's it's not. It's it's it actually has to not. Be an, that sound it's like it's like the Romney bot unplugged him or something. <laughs> I know. I'm going to You know what? I'm just going to double check. I'm I'm almost positive that he said Yeah, he said here it is on Mediaite. <laughs> Twitter has a field day after Trump accidentally says titties. <laughs> wow. Here's the, I'm just, I'm playing this back. This is the, the actual audio that Mediaite has. Into titties, like right here in Detroit. I'll take. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's all over the place. Look, the man said titties. There's no way around it. That was Andrew Kaczynski from BuzzFeed. <laughs> LOL, GOP says, all voters will remember from August is uh, Twitter uh, attacking a hero's parents for asking him to read the Constitution and him saying titties. Uh, let's see what else. Donald Trump saying titties is the soundtrack to my nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> Alex, Alex Alvarez. Good God. Yeah, it gets even worse for Donald Trump. I mean, as I said, he's trying to reboot his campaign. The whole thing started, I think, around Friday. Friday, first of all, Donald Trump did spend a good, I don't know, 12 to 18 hours away from Twitter. There was no Twitter rants going on. Then on, on Friday, he corrected himself on the whole thing with regard to that video uh, showing the $400 million being unloaded off of the airplane in Iran, right. which wasn't actually a video that he saw. Yeah. So he corrected that on Twitter. And then over the weekend, apparently, and this is according to the Wall Street Journal, Many of his rallies, he was reading from prepared remarks rather than his normal, you know, ranting. Wow. And so and then today he delivers this economic address after hiring a whole team of economic advisors, none of whom are economists and of most most of whom are named Steve. I am not making that yeah, up. Yeah, that's true. Right. 
I'm making that up. He just hired hired a bunch of guys named Steve <laughs> to, to be his economic advisor. Hey, your name is Steve. You're an economic advisor. Oh, you over there? Your name is Steve. You're an economic advisor. Come on over. We're going to come up with a speech exactly. in the next eight hours. And you, and, you, and you, the ghost of Macho Man Randy Savage, you're going to be my economic advisor, too. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, right. So he delivered this economic policy address today that was evidently hastily assembled in about eight hours using his team of Steve's. <laughs> team of Steve's. Jesus Christ. I mean, the... Everything. That's gonna be the next uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin uh, book, Team of Steves. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be. Uh, yeah, it's, it's either that or... Steve, very strong, he going rogue. Right? <laughs> yeah, so he delivered this speech today, and it was filled with a bunch of debunked crapola, as most of his speeches oh, of course, are. Of course, of course. This is all, but this was written down. That's the crazy... Of course, one of the things he did was talk about the, uh, the quote-unquote real unemployment rate. Oh, my God, that bull... I know. It's- and you know what? But the thing is, uh, God, the thing that bothers me most is that people people don't care. I mean, the people who are listening to him are listening to him in a bubble. They yeah. don't they they will refuse to, you know, he that's why he can why he can get away with lying so easily. Yep. Cuz he can just talk this b- and nobody nobody is ever going to correct him and that much to his credit is the thing that uh, uh Brian Stelter called out this weekend mm-hmm. on reliable sources when he really beat up on like Sean Hannity cuz he's like you need to you need to jump on this guy yeah. which of course the idea of Brian Stelter calling out Sean Hannity and expecting any kind of response whatsoever oh, is I just fucking laughable. It really is. Honestly, Stelter may as well have just yelled it out of the out of the floor of his uh, the window of his office in the Time Warner Center. That's how much good it's going to do. So, among other things, Trump called for a moratorium on all new government regulations and railed against the federal tax code and the failure of international trade deals, much of which is well-traveled territory for Trump, of course. But many of those trade deals, by the way, are supported by his running mate, Mike Pence. Just want to throw that in there. Quote, we need to stop believing in politicians and start believing in our great country. Candidate Bromides said today, Mm -hmm. (laughs) said on Monday, the nominee told the crowd, as President Trump vowed, as President, God, I, I really need to keep an eye on the commas. I said, as President Trump vowed. Yeah. It's as president, comma, Trump vowed to, quote, jumpstart America, noting, quote, it can be done and it won't even be that hard. Solving the economy for Trump and the Steves won't be that hard. Yeah, exactly. All the while solving crime. Remember this, that Donald Trump has promised to solve crime in day one. Plus, it's going to be not that hard for him to completely fix the economy. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to solve crime, and uh, you're going to get so tired of winning. I know. Oh, and he's going to be great at the military. Yeah. Well, here's, here's my problem with all of this, with this whole reboot, reset thing. And, you know, you can read about more of the details with regard to the economic, uh, his economic proposals uh, online. Probably Talking Points Memo is your best source for that, if not the Daily Banter. But, um, you know, the issue here is this guy has had so many chances, so many chances throughout a year plus, what, 14 months now, he's been running for president. And he's been the same Trump the whole time. And somehow people... He's incapable of being anything else but what he is. Yeah. I mean, if you watch uh, Real Time with Bill Maher from Friday night, um, Rick Santorum was on. And Rick Santorum was basically... He was actually quite revealing. He was essentially saying, you know, if Donald Trump 
pivots and becomes more presidential from here on out, then, and again, I'm paraphrasing, I'm reading the subtext here, then all of the crap from before will just vanish. No more. I I think to some extent that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's I mean, the idea. I mean, he gets because because I'll tell you, it, I've said this so many times and nobody f-ing listens to me. <laughs> there is no liberal media. I mean, there are members of the media. Some of yeah. them are liberal, but there are corporations that own it that are incredibly conservative. But regardless, the only thing the media is biased toward is conflict. It mm. loves a story, a story. Yeah. And there is nothing better than a redemption arc or a shock, a surprise. And Donald Trump being presidential and making a comeback would be an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. And they will eat it up. And that's exactly what they're going they're waiting for Which that narrative to emerge. Yeah, they're waiting for the Trump surge narrative to uh to, to to be rolled out. And Trump, I think as someone who's quite savvy in the media if not anything else, um knows that. He understands that what they'll do is they'll bash him and rip him apart for a week and then then this week Suddenly we start to hear about the Trump pivot. Here comes Donald Trump. Donald Trump's resurging now. He's being more presidential. He's delivering prepared remarks. We should be, uh, we should be happy about that, that he's no longer being a crazy person. I write this uh, in today's uh, Salon. I wrote a, an article for Salon today that basically talks about this exact thing. And, uh, and, and whether or not he surges is... Uh, is kind of irrelevant because he, all of these things are still there. You just can't erase his entire history of terrible remarks. They just they don't go away. They're still that's still Trump. And the idea that this guy has had chance after chance after chance that this guy is going to have a chance for quote unquote redemption to to pursue right. this this narrative of redemption from the dregs of the polling numbers to uh to potentially becoming president is an atrocity i don't know why he gets so many chances the only thing i can he think of is he that- shouldn't he shouldn't get any chances at all because this is the real trump if he managed even if he manages to by some miracle hold hold his in hold mm. it in he has revealed himself and the people should never fucking forget that but it is ama- it's amazing just how First of all, it's amazing how easily duped the public is, but it's definitely it's just as amazing how easily duped the the supposedly responsible press is. That's right, and you know Rick Santorum again said spoke volumes on uh, real time. He said it's really all it all comes down to the Supreme Court. They will tolerate the conservatives and the Republicans will tolerate no matter how many things Donald Trump says. They'll accept that and they'll continue to vote for him and support him. Because they know that he'll protect the Supreme Court, that he'll appoint conservatives to the Supreme Court who will try to overturn Roe v. Wade, who will preserve Citizens United, and all points in between. All of that crap will, uh, will endure as long as there's a conservative uh, Supreme Court, a conservative majority there. And so they'll deal with all of this horrible stuff. This is why Trump gets the Trump surge. This is why, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. It just looks very, very possible at this point. I mean, where, where else could it go? I mean, it's happened over and over again. How many times did Mitt Romney get, what, what, they, what do they call Mitt Romney? They call, had to call him the Etch-A-Sketch candidate. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> you just shake the Etch-A-Sketch and oh, here he is again saying yep. something completely different than what he said before. And in this case, uh, Donald Trump becomes the Etch-A-Sketch candidate because they shake it up and all of the terrible things that he said. We're going to document some of the things here in just a few seconds. 
all those the terrible, terrible things, they all they all go away. Especially, I mean, things like this. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. I mean, how does how do you look at that clip of him mocking Serge Kovaleski and go, well, you know, he was presidential yesterday, mm, didn't fire off a lot of tweets, and hired a bunch of guys named Steve. So that I guess this is okay. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. No, it's not okay. It's never okay. You don't get extra points, and you don't certainly don't improve your standing in the polls just by changing the game at this point. Yeah, it's sad because it's it's sad to think that that the wool can be pulled over our eyes that easily. Yeah, that that's all it takes. All it takes is for somebody to. You know, I've 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 likened. I always used to liken politics. least recently, mm-hmm. I've likened presidential races to a game of musical chairs. Yeah, whoever happens to grab the chair when the music stops, that's the one who wins. <laughs> right. Anything can happen at that's, any time. That's so good. You know, the narrative can change, and all that matters is who's up on election day. That's exactly who's right. Who's the one who's got the narrative? Yep. That's it, and that's it's. And I wrote that about Romney. Too, because I said, I'm like, because after that first debate performance from him, where <laughs> he know. just, you know, he knocked Obama flat, but he, he did it by lying his f-ing ass off. Yeah. But that's all anybody cared about. The narrative was that he did it, was that he turned it around. Yeah. And you can, if you can totally ride high off of that. And you better believe that guys like Mark Halperin are just dying for that. Oh, my God. Yeah. For that shift in the narrative. For, oh, here, tr- Trump is coming back. He's being more presidential. Never mind the fact that he said this. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. Never mind that he accidentally said this. Jitties. <laughs> never, mind, never mind that he said this. I know words. I had the best words. He's being more presidential in August with only three months to go. Or what is it? Not even three months. Yeah, three months. A little less than three months at this point. Yeah. Less than yeah. 100 days to go. And suddenly he's shifting and it's going to be all, it's going to be great for Trump. I mean, I'm just, you know, it could it could not work out that way. I mean, it's entirely possible that he'll continue to sink, or he'll he won't be able to sustain the reboot, and he'll just revert to being Trump again, saying well, crazy crap. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, that is the problem. That's the that I think that he he can't help but be who he is. And also, you know, there was that really great article, and went, oh god, I, again, I hate like mentioning these things and not being able to to reference them properly but i think it was in real clear politics where somebody uh where somebody said that trump's body is telling him he doesn't want to win anymore meaning meaning like (laughs) he like deep down he doesn't want to win this no because he just you know he just doesn't want to go through the trouble of being president and that so even no matter how hard he tries there is something inside of him that keeps either sabotaging it or he genuinely is just that unstable yeah i've heard some people saying that uh and and some insiders saying that he never expected to get this far and now that he's gotten this far he's terrified of course he is. Mainly he doesn't want to be president. There's ma- no fucking way this guy wants to be president. Being president, and he knows it, being president is work. Yeah. And Donald Trump doesn't work. That's he right. He sits in his office, counts money, and basically loans his names out to, name out to Yeah, exactly. And does self-promo- engages in self-promotion. All right. One, one last thing I wanted to mention is, and just this is something to think about maybe through the break, think about this after you listen to the show, take it, take it home with you. Uh, there's got to be something that's said about um, how the public tends to, well, the public has a tendency to feel sorry, even for villains, if they're ganged up upon too, too greatly. So everyone's piling on Trump right now. 
it's it's very realistic that a Trump surge could be fueled by people who are feeling sorry for Trump because he's getting attacked so viciously and resoundingly by nearly everybody. Right. So, oh, yeah. well, he's not that bad. I mean, just, that's that's a tendency that Americans have. I think that's a uniquely American thing that we t- right. that, that we can feel sorry for the villain if the villain's attacked too harshly. So just I want to throw that out there. It's maybe a thing. Maybe it's not a thing. But I, I think it's worth uh, keeping an eye on. All right. We're going to take a break and come back with more show right after this. OK, let's talk about supporting independent media for only one dollar a month. You can help finance the Bob and Chez show at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. That's 12 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Bob and Chez. And sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, or $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only shows like our post-mortem wrap-up show, the Not Safe for Work after-party show, and commercial-free, unbleeped versions of the free Tuesday and Thursday shows. Most of all, you'll be supporting a totally independent podcast not affiliated with corporate media. And if we reach our $7,500 per month goal, we'll bring you new shows Five days a week, Mondays through Fridays. That's patreon.com slash Bob and Chez or click the Patreon link at bobseska.com. Let's do this thing. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by bubblegenius.com. Yeah, I mean, the Republicans are playing a lot of crap cards right now. A lot of nonsense. I mean, saying things that are patently incorrect, totally and completely wrong. Like I was saying, well, we before, are, we are. Uh, the Romney campaign proved it, and this one is, dude. This one is so far off the rails. Yeah. Um, we we now live in, you know, I love, I know what people love to throw the, the word, you know, post hyphen it around, but we're in kind of a post truth society. Post truth just doesn't matter anymore. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Nobody cares. People make their, you know, they there is no truth. All there is is what your particular sect has agreed to. Yep. Has agreed to rally around, and you can find anybody to back up some nonsense you believe, and you can find enough people to where you can wall yourselves off and never have to hear a conflicting piece of information yeah and coming up on the show a little bit we're going to talk about this story regarding hillary clinton and stairs this was a thing today hillary clinton and stairs we're going to talk about that plus uh plus breitbart flagrantly lied with a with a photo on one of their stories uh late last week and then going back to what we were talking about at the very top of the show trump talking about this quote-unquote real unemployment rate it's the same thing bernie sanders is doing during the primaries it's bull it is bull the real unemployment rate is higher than the actual labor department unemployment rate because it takes into consideration the labor participation rate showing that people who have retired are no longer working how about that how about that for a for a breaking news story? People who are retired, the largest generation of Americans in the history of the republic, the baby boomers, are all retiring now, making the unemployment rate higher if you factor in those people. Also, so, so. also yeah, also college students and the disabled. <laughs> you factor all those in, and yeah, you get a higher unemployment rate. But those people wouldn't be working anyway. 
Right. You know, and so, that's, that's so what I'm not, I dealing with. I can't talk about truth. Yeah. Um, I, I can't talk about what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, but I am not home. I am not in LA. Yeah. I am, uh, I am in upstate New York. And, uh, I, I got on a plane to fly from Philly to, uh, to upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sitting like just just like a miracle, sitting in the seat back pocket in front of me was some was like a, like a printed out you know like somebody had written it themselves on a computer, printed it out, it had a, a paper clip on it, and basically it was a list of the lies that Hillary Clinton the Hillary Clinton is told and that the liberal media won't tell you about. Uh huh. And I'm like, and that was sort of my um, that was my introduction to to this. Yeah. Because I have seen three Trump's yard signs since being here, and I sat in a bar last night that basically had Trump stuff up, stickers and a pennant, and I actually asked the bartender, I'm like, is that ironic? And she's like, nope, don't think so. Said, oh, God. Yeah, all right. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, so these are the people. Here they mm-hmm. are. Yep. You know? Yep. And that's and again that is that that thing that I keep saying and I don't know how to you know I it's not reaching across the aisle but I don't know how to do it but you you need wherever you are if you're not a Trump supporter you need to to just try to step out of the bubble so that at least you know what you're fighting yeah. so that you have an idea so that you know what these people believe and why they believe it and I mean, look, I am of the opinion that basically, for the most part, Trump support comes from people who are, if not racist, then people who at least long for a time when America wasn't so complicated. And when I say wasn't so complicated, I mean, you know, not as many black people. on. There was no black president. There weren't a, a ton of Latinos uh, in positions of authority. Uh, you know, you didn't have to worry about a trans person in the in your uh, bathroom. And if you did, you could beat the shit out of him or her. Mm-hmm. Um you know, uh, gay people didn't get to get married. I mean, it was a very, very safe world for a certain type of person. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, and I yeah. think that's I think there is that belief that, you know, that that is not uh, that we've lost that. Yeah. But at the, but at the same time, I do. I will say that the um, especially, you know, it isn't bad up here, but I know that in places not very far from here, there are communities that have been utterly just decimated by globalization, by, uh, you know, the stock market may be doing really well, but they're not doing well. And and I know that these are people who just, they don't care about anything else Trump has to say. Mm-hmm. He's pandering to them, and that's all that matters. Well, I mean, I think to a certain extent, I think those people would be in that predicament regardless of who was president. I think those people will be in that predicament even if Trump becomes president or if John McCain had been elected president. Certainly a lot worse off, that's for sure, if John McCain had become president, even, um, even Mitt Romney four years ago they're misplacing their support as a result they're they're i mean the best bet for helping those communities is the democratic party because none of what donald trump is saying is going to help them i mean everything he was talking about today would adversely affect all of those people and they may think well and it's a guy who doesn't give a crap about them he just doesn't care one bit oh absolutely not you know and at the at the same time he is and i think this is important to a lot of people as i said in the previous segment it's for those people it also comes down to the social issues and the social issues it all revolve around control of the supreme court and i think that's what they're really really focused on i think at the end of the day they'll forgive all of the terrible things that donald trump has said as long as there's there's a some sort of conservative in the white house 
appointing the next Supreme Court justices, probably upwards of three. I mean, John Fugel saying if the uh, sexy liberal comedy tour over the weekend said something quite, uh, well, said many things that were quite appropriate to the discussion. But one of the main things he said, germane to what we're talking about now, is the most important number in this election is 257. That number is Ruth Bader Ginsburg's age. And and the, the fact of the matter is that the next president will likely replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg, not to mention uh, Antonin Scalia, who still has yet to be replaced. Yeah. No, I know. It's it's this is why it's imperative. I mean, it's just imperative. Which is yeah, which is again why Howard Dean in two thousand four could go, Yeah, whatever the hell he said, and get eliminated from the race, but <laughs> Donald Trump can say uh, I don't know what I said, uh, I don't remember and and still be in the still actually win the nomination and be within ten points of winning the presidency. You know, I mean, here's this list. This is a list being compiled by uh, All In with Chris Hayes on MSNBC. It's Trump's last 10. Here are like the 10 things from here. Are just 10 things from last week. There were many more things from last week than just these 10. But here are the top 10. Number one, Trump hopes economy gets bad fast in order to place blame on Obama and, and Hillary Clinton. This is something he actually said. Here's the quote from Bloomberg. The economic numbers are getting worse and worse all the time. They're not. If they get real bad, I hope it happens fast so I don't have to. They'll all blame me. You'll end up winning, and your first day the economy crashes because of some incompetent people before me. We'll get it straightened out, but we'll certainly blame them, okay? We're going to blame them. (laughs) That's Donald Trump talking about the economy. Yeah. Right? His main thing. But it's okay because he's pivoting now. By the way, he then he said, "I always wanted to get a, the Purple Heart." Oh, I know the Amaz- Purple Heart. This was I mean, amazing, astonishing. Number three, hopes Ivanka would quit if she got sexually harassed. Number four, the attacks on the Khan family. That was only a week ago. Yeah. It seems like a month ago, but yeah. that was just last week. The attacks on the Khan family. Number five said Putin's not in Ukraine. That was, of course, wrong. Number six lied about the NFL letter regarding the debate schedule. Uh, Number seven criticizes fire marshals, which, again, was amazing because he's in Colorado. The fire marshal that rescued him from a, a, a malfunctioning elevator wouldn't let people to go into his rally beyond the capacity of the room. So Donald Trump went off about that fire marshal being incompetent and terrible and, I don't know, low energy and whatever the hell else he throws in there. Right. And then went to a rally in Ohio, from Colorado to Ohio, and st- and then led off his rally in, in Ohio talking about the Colorado fire marshal. Right. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake. Number eight, called a retired Marine a quote-unquote failed general. Yeah. Number nine, invited Russia to hack Hillary Clinton's emails. Number 10. I remember that. Yeah. This is the greatest hits. Yeah. And number 10, uh, visas for workers at Mar-a-Lago, his resort. He's got got undocumented immigrants working at Mar-a-Lago, and he's struggling to get visas for those workers. (laughs) Guest workers at Mar-a-Lago. Mr. Anti-Immigrant, Mr. Build the Wall, is struggling to get visas for his workers at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, just those 10 things alone. How do you erase those from the record? You don't. You don't get to shift to being more presidential in August before the election in November and and erase all of the crap that you've already done. It just should not work that way. And I hope to f***ing God, the cable news, who's the, the, the guiltiest party of all of them, 
I hope to God cable news, the, the people on Morning Joe being the most guilty, I think, outside of Fox News Channel, sitting around and thinking, wow, he's really doing good now, isn't he? He's, geez, he's done a nice job turning around and becoming really presidential here. You know, maybe he's got exactly. a chance. Exactly. exactly. And then and all, they'll do it. And then all those polls start to revert, don't they? Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Okay, I'll take another break. We'll come back with more show after this. Okay, you want to know the best way to support the show? The best way to support the Bob and Chez show is to go shopping at Amazon.com using our Amazon link. Here's how you do it. Go to BobSeska.com and click the Amazon link in all caps just beneath the logo on the main page. The link takes you to the main page of Amazon.com as usual. You go shopping. We get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing else extra and it helps support the show and if you run a small business and source your materials from amazon make sure to use the link for all your purchases and don't forget to bookmark it thanks so much for supporting the show and our amazon link shove bob and chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go subscribe to the bob and chez show in the podcast section on itunes (laughs) i am so juvenile i know what can i say <laughs> Trump said titties. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, um, by the way, I wanted to mention here uh, as we continue on through our Tuesday show, uh, I had a great time. I got they they let me tag along in the sexy sexy liberal comedy tour of the weekend, the San Francisco show uh, Saturday night, and that was a that was a fucking blast. That was cool. a great time. I, I had no idea that. John Fugelsang, in particular. Stephanie was, of course, really, really funny. Frangela was hilarious. I, I had no idea John Fugelsang was as funny as he was. I mean, I just I was amazed not only by the caliber of the comedy in his particular set in the show, but he, I mean, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised. He nailed some things with regard to just, st- like, uh, just political observations mainly. But one of the things that I thought he got so right was he discussed how liberalism is just the mainstream before it becomes mainstream. You look at the entire menu of issues that liberalism has been sort of ahead of the curve on. And then finally, after a number of years, the mainstream finally embraces those ideas. You look at same-sex marriage as, as one of many, many examples. And so I thought that was, uh, that was really good. He also did this run about how uh, the, the Republican view of Jesus and how Jesus represented all of the things that, that the Republicans actually hate. If you actually read the Bible, you'll notice this long list of things <laughs> about Jesus that Republicans today would despise, and they would, of course, completely demonize the guy. But now they're just, they're all about the Jesus. So, but anyway, it was so fun to meet uh, all of our, uh, I mean, not all of our listeners, but, but many of our, I was surprised how many Bob and Chez listeners showed up, uh, and uh, especially many uh, Patreon subscribers. I met with a, a ton of people who are signed up on Patreon. So thank you to everybody for showing up, and it was great thank to you. meet all of you. Yeah. How very nice for showing up for Bob. Yeah. It was so much fun. So much. And I got to go on at the end there. They did sort of a panel thing at the end, which was a lot of, a lot you of fun. You participated so. in panel. I participated in panel. Bob participates yes. in panel. It was, it was great. So uh, moving along here on the show, uh, 50 national security experts have come out against Donald Trump. These include Republicans, by the way. They wrote a letter, 50 national security advisors and experts who served in Republican administrations from Richard Nixon to George W. Bush have come out with a new letter expressing dismay, concern, and outright fear 
about Donald Trump's ability to lead the nation and keep the country safe. The, the letter, which first reported uh, in the New York Times, declares their opposition plainly. Quote, none of us will vote for Donald Trump, it said. Although it says later that not voting for Trump did not necessarily mean everyone would be supporting Clinton. But of course, as we know, as long as they're not voting for Trump, they're supporting Clinton. Because the, uh, obviously the reverse, the reverse works the same way. If you're not supporting Clinton, then you're, if you're not going to vote for Clinton, you're by default voting for Trump on the Democratic side. The letter goes on to say that Trump, quote, lacks the character, values, and experience to be president, and that he, quote, weakens U.S. moral authority, appears to lack the basic knowledge about, uh, about and belief in the U.S. Constitution, U.S. laws, and U.S. institutions, including religious tolerance, freedom of the press, and an independent judiciary. <laughs> Trump, the letter accuses, has alarmed American allies with his, quote, erratic behavior. In their open letter, national security operatives noted that Mr. Trump has demonstrated repeatedly that he has little understanding of America's vital national interests, its complex diplomatic challenges, its indispensable alliances, and the democratic values uh, that on which U.S. foreign policy must be based. God. Donald Trump is not the answer, the letter read. The letter was signed by high-profile figures including former Secretary of Homeland Security Michael Chertoff, former CIA director Michael Hayden, and John Negroponte, the former director of national intelligence. God damn. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's something right there. They're just elitists, so. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, that's, that's, what the, uh, that's the people who support uh, Donald Trump. That's what they're uh, upset about. They don't want the elite Republicans in office. They want someone like Donald Trump, who is routinely photographed sitting in gold thrones inside of his gilded bedroom. For God's sake, this guy's the last person on the planet who's a man of the people. <sighs> so meanwhile, Trump is basically privatizing national security uh, along these same lines. He wants to, as we, we talked about this with regard to NATO, like we're not going to support the NATO alliances as long as they are not paying us. So they got to pay up first and then we'll go and support them. He said the same thing uh, on Monday about Japan. Donald Trump says he'll walk away from the U.S. treaty with Japan unless they pay up. Donald Trump has attacked Japan. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an insane thing to say. <laughs> if the U.S. is attacked, all Japan would do is, quote, sit home and watch Sony television. So yeah. Donald Trump said he expressed his frustration that the U.S. is bound by treaties to defend the Asian nation, but that if the United States is attacked... The Japanese cannot help because of Article 9, which constitutionally forbids it to send armed forces overseas. He said that it, quote, could be necessary for the U.S. to walk away from the treaty or at least threaten to do so. Unless they pay. That's his whole thing. Unless He's they basically pay. a mafia boss. Yeah. You know, nice world you have here. Be a shame if something happened to it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, he's just, he's basically, he's running a protection racket. Yeah, I mean. That's what he wants to do. He wants to turn the, he wants to turn NATO, you know, the U.S.'s role in NATO, and our, our role, our responsibility that we have to our allies, he wants to turn that into a protection racket. I think that's, that's maybe the perfect way to put this. He wrote here, or he said he's here. Gonna, he's going to send, uh, you know, he's going to send Moose and Rocco <laughs> over to, you know, the Japanese prime minister and shake <laughs> right. him, and shake him down. <laughs> Yeah, 
He said, you know, we have a treaty with Japan where if Japan is attacked, we have to use the full force and might of the United States, he said. If we're attacked, Japan doesn't have to do anything. They can sit home and watch Sony television. They don't pay anything near what it costs. They have to pay because this isn't 40 years ago, he added. Jesus, God. It's either he's gonna that. Send, I mean, he's going to send Luca Brasi and Clemenza. Yeah, he's going to send Clemenza, right? Oh, my God. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of speechless at this point because this is just so bad. This is basically like, you know, this is like privatizing the police force. It's like saying, all right, well, the cops are not going to come to your house if you have a burglar unless you've paid them. Now, pay up first. And if you don't have a check for us, we're not helping you. You Oh, you've been raped? Never mind. If you don't have a check for us, forget it. We're not going to help you out. You know, that's exactly what Donald Trump is doing. This is a new, this is a brand new thing in American foreign policy. You know, can you imagine being the international community? I mean, we're basically, the United States, for better or worse, for all of our faults, Western civilization looks to the United States to lead the way on defense, on especially the economy. And if suddenly we're bringing in this complete wild card, this erratic buffoon, this clown dictator to take over the country, you know, suddenly they're going, what, what? we're going to be totally on our own now. I mean, this is, I mean the, the leader of the free world, right? The United States of America is now going to close its doors. It's going to seal up its bank accounts. We're not, we're not helping anybody unless they pay yep. us. We're running a protection racket. Yeah, and then any number of crazy things after that that we can't even predict. I mean, there are things about a Donald Trump presidency that we can't foresee right now. All we can foresee is, yes, he's going to pop off. Yes, he's going to say crazy things. Yes, he's going to... Um, try to cut taxes and he's going to put conservatives on the Supreme Court, etc. But we there are so many things that he is going to potentially do that we couldn't even satirize right now. I mean, the onion could come up with a bunch of stuff and you know what I found myself doing along those lines is if whenever I see a, tw- uh, a, a Donald Trump tweet, whenever I see real Donald Trump come up in my Twitter feed, I have to and I see it and I go well, this has got to be fake. So I, I like really look at the Twitter handle to make sure one of the letters hasn't been changed by like a spoof account. Like, oh, this has got to be a satirical Trump account. Oh, wait, it's the real thing. Trump really, really said that. Jitties. And that's terrifying. And now imagine being France or Great Britain or Germany or any number of alliances that we have and observing this. I mean, talk about a destable, just the very idea of Trump winning the election in November. The day after election day, you can pretty much expect all financial markets to collapse. I mean, that's what's going to happen. They're not going to react. Usually after an election um, that goes off without a hitch, more or less, the stock market bumps up a little bit, people anticipating stability, etc. And certainly a reasonable change of hands in the executive. But in this case, just imagine the news going out all over the world that Donald Trump has been elected and watch as everything starts to crumble almost immediately, just out of a sheer panic. I mean, we see how everything works on Wall Street. I mean, those guys, if you watch, just watch CNBC for like five minutes and watch these people in lower Manhattan completely lose their spadoinkle over the smallest thing. Now imagine Donald Trump getting elected. 
suddenly the, the stock market drops, suddenly international markets drop, everyone's yeah, panicked. Exactly. Certainly Canada and Mexico are <laughs> going indiscriminately <laughs> at that point that they've got to live next door to us. Jesus. All right, we're going to take uh, another break. We're going to talk about the cavalcade of that's happening coming from the Republicans right now. And yes, Alex Jones is involved. More show right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. The Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. We talked about this a little bit at the top of the show. Um, Donald Trump was making up the whole thing about uh, the real unemployment rate once again. Oh, yeah, no, it's total. But uh, you know what? People don't care. They'll believe him. They don't care. Meanwhile, late last week, Breitbart.com used a photo from the Cleveland Cavaliers parade as a photo uh, describing Trump's rally. So instead of showing the Trump rally crowd, they showed this giant throng of people that was actually 15,000 attendees at the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, victory parade back in June. All right, so they sh- they're just flagrantly passing off as news. And then, of course, later on, hours go by, they finally change it to some other photo and then issue the correction. But meanwhile, that photo's gone all around the world no- numerous times. Look at the giant crowd of Trump supporters. Look at Trump's a man of the people. Yep. Look at all the people, 15,000 people. But it's actually a Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> parade. Then meanwhile, this is the big story of Monday, or one of the big stories on Monday. Um, All of conservative media went nuts today based on a Breitbart story that... uh, It's always a good sign. Yeah. When it wasn't Breitbart, it was Drudge, actually. Drudge started it. Drudge started by uh, printing this photograph showing... It was kind of a reverse shot, a wide-angle shot of Hillary Clinton being helped up a, a set of stairs up to the front door of a house. It's like there's a wooden set of stairs up to a, a porch, you know, like a wraparound porch in the front door. And Hillary Clinton looks like she's struggling to get up the stairs. And some of her Secret Service people, some of her advisors and so on are just they've got she got like one hand held by each guy and they're helping her up the stairs. So this is, oh, my God, Hillary Clinton is physically incapacitated 
You know, as goes along, Drudge has been doing this for months now. Oh, she coughed during a debate? That must mean yeah. she's got some sort of lung disorder. Yeah. Or she had a brain fart. That must mean that that head injury she sustained a few years ago is coming back. She's got some sort of brain bleed. Yeah. But this was this is un-effing believable that this was passed off as being news. It wasn't. You know what the photo was from? It was from February. It wasn't from yesterday. It was from February. And the fact of the matter is the stairs were slippery with ice and she almost slipped and fell on her ass walking up those stairs and had to be helped up because of course she's a woman and so therefore she must wear heels leather soled shoes with heels and so of course she's going to be helped up the stairs because it's covered with ice because it was february and by and by the way because it just doesn't f-ing end uh mm-hmm. parents of two benghazi victims file a lawsuit against hillary clinton oh god really yep because Hillary Clinton personally killed the guys at Benghazi. That's right. Everything yeah. is I mean, old. Ne- as- you know, never, never. Mo- yeah, it, that's the thing. You know, they're building a bridge to 1997 is yeah. what they're doing. Everything, everything is when it comes to Hillary Clinton, everything is a crime. Bush did so much yeah. and was never held accountable for it because he did it as a president. And there for a long time was this sort of, you know, national gentleman's agreement that look you know what amazingly you don't get held responsible for you know for uh it sets a bad precedent if you if you start saying that that presidents the decisions they make even if they're bad ones are somehow crime i mean it would be like the uh all the families of the 9-11 victims suing george w bush that's it exactly that's it exactly imagine how the fucking imagine how the right would have lost its mind just imagine that for a minute or Iraq war veterans, their families being, uh, their families suing George W. Bush or Dick Cheney. Yeah, exactly. or, you know, It's just, it's, uh, there's no really other way to describe it other than being derangement. It's just all, it's all derangement. It's, it's so badly placed. And of course, when they're being fed lies, lies, about, whether it's lies about Benghazi or lies about Hillary Clinton walking up a set of goddamn stairs, they're going to believe it because it suits their bias. They want to believe it, and therefore it's true. And then the media, cable news especially, goes off about, well, here's what people are thinking out in the world, and so therefore it must be real. People believe that Hillary Clinton needed help up the stairs, and therefore she really did need help up the stairs. Even though that's not the story, there was, there was ice on the steps. It was from February. It wasn't from this month. It was a fabrication from top to bottom. But because people believe it, yeah. because people feel that way, that is then the truth. And it is reported as the truth. And the Republicans, if you listen to the, the speeches from the Republican convention, all they talked about is how people are feeling, not how things actually are. So they're passing off anecdotal stories and incidents as being the truth. So here's, you know, and again, this story about Hillary Clinton was debunked left and right almost immediately as it happened. Drudge puts this out, then Breitbart reports it, then all right of right-wing media are jumping on it. I'm sure Fox News Channel was talking about it. I bet you $1,000 Sean Hannity was talking about it last night. I'm sure that f***ing little weasel. And after all of that was debunked, here was Alex Jones saying that now Hillary Clinton not only is feeble, but that she looks like she has Down syndrome. Now we've got Hillary basically falling down, having to be helped upstairs. Look, I don't hype stuff, okay? 
I've got plenty of real stuff to cover. I'm not saying she. <laughs> you don't hype stuff, you fucking moron. <laughs> He's got plenty of real That's things to all cover. All you do, you yeah. have nothing. None of your stories are actually stories. I got to, uh, uh, you know, I, I have I to. Got the uh, documents. I got the documents right here. You know, I got to talk about Hillary Clinton being helped up the stairs, being feeble-minded. I got real stories to cover, like the shape-shifting lizard people from outer space. Yeah, okay. All right, sure, Alex. Looks like a lunatic on the campaign trail because I want to act like she's got a problem. They're saying Trump's got mental problems. They're saying he's got health problems. They're saying his wife's a prostitute, an illegal alien, all this crap. The point is Hillary looks like a dying woman, and now DrudgeReport.com, we can put it up, because he has the big double photo, the panoramic, with her basically falling down, having to be held up. This just broke. We're going to put it up on Infowars.com as well. Uh, but, I mean, what's really going on, Roger? She looks like she's in bad shit. She's got holes in her tongue. Oh, but he's holes in her tongue. <laughs> Let's bring in Roger Stone with his spaceman goggles and his wow. Fisher-Price hair to talk about how Hillary Clinton has holes in her tongue and is falling down the stairs all the time. Literally. Even though it's a complete lie. I mean, Donald Trump Jr., not two weeks ago, tweeted out a story from InfoWars that where, where InfoWars, Paul Joseph Watson reporting. Literally. Like, like rewrote what was originally a fake news story from one of those fake websites. Donald Trump Jr. is tweeting that out. Alex Jones knowingly reporting on this story with the stairs and Hillary Clinton, knowing that it's not real, that it's a fake story, but reporting on it anyway. None of this matters. None of this matters because of the Supreme Court. They don't care. Yep. As long as Donald Trump's going to get into office and he's going to put conservatives on the Supreme Court, nothing else matters to the radicals. Of course, the people with brains in their heads on the Republican side, and there still are a few, are going, you know what? We don't want our party destroyed by this buffoon. So we're right. not going to support this guy. And they're making the right decision. Because at, at the end of the day, Hillary Clinton, especially if she gets a decent proportion of Republican voters, is not going to go full-on leftist with her administration. But no matter what you say to them, you say, well, look, you know, Trump actually insulted a bunch of people, including veterans. John McCain, he insulted. You know, he's got he's, he's got undocumented workers working at Mar-a-Lago, for God's sake. Go, but 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 Hillary, but Hillary's lies is that that pamphlet you found in the back of the, uh, the seat and you're on your airplane. Yeah. yeah, it's but but Hillary, Hillary's a liar. So we, we don't care that Donald Trump said, Jitties. or we don't, we don't care that he made fun of a, a disabled guy. You know? uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. As long as the Supreme Court is secure for conservatism, that's all we need. Alec, by the way, Roger Stone comes on and confirms for Alex Jones all of the terrible things that he well, thinks about God. Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that's important. You know, that's important stuff. And I trust Roger Stone. He's not, he's not at all a f***ing lunatic. <laughs> I, got the, uh, I got the documents right here showing that Hillary Clinton is... Uh, I didn't even play the part where he says, she looks like she's got Down syndrome. That's nice of you. I can see the panoramic view here on Infowars.com. It's Hillary Clinton falling down the stairs and then being held up by her supporters. And her advisors and secret servers, they're pulling her up the stairs because not a healthy woman. She's got holes in her tongue. It's from all that fluoride in the water, I'm sure. All that uh, 
all that, all those chemicals in the juice boxes. And the Bilderbergs, Raytheon, IBM, Bechtel. Bechtel. Goblins. 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 Talk about goblins. Hillary Clinton is in league with the goblins. I know Donald Trump, they're saying Donald Trump wants to have sex with goblins, but I guess Hillary, Hillary Clinton is, in fact, a goblin. I think he, didn't he say something like that? Like, Hillary? Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. She's the devil. She's or the devil. That, that, who said that was Trump or something? There was, uh, yeah, it was uh, Ben Carson. <laughs> said Hillary Clinton was in cahoots with Lucifer. All right, we've got the uh, post-mortem show coming up for our Patreon.com slash Babachez subscribers. Sign up at $5 a month if you want to hear the post-mortem show on Patreon. Uh, if you sign up at $10 a month, you get the post-mortem show and the after-party. Sign up at $15, you get the post-mortem show, the after-party, and an unbelieved, not safe for work, commercial-free version of this show that you just heard. Again, that's at Patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. And uh, if you're listening to the commercial-free, not safe for work version of the show, keep listening because the postmortem show will come up right will come up right after the theme song, so you don't have to switch over to the other file. Just passing that along. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you on Thursday. Bye bye.